0: It's how we deepen our resolve to stay together. Yeah. Oh, hello, somebody. The best relationships you have are the relationships you had problems and solved them. Yeah. Y'all, in, am I right? Yeah. The best relationships you have are the ones you had problems and you solved them. Right. And you persevered be- because you saw something greater right. on the other side of resolution with that person. That's That's Y'all good. got that? Yeah. See that? So confrontation is not a, it's not a bad thing. I just don't like people that will talk about stuff behind the scenes and then with the moment you want them to confront it, oh no, see the devil is busy. No, you the devil. Yeah. Uh, you the devil. Right. Cause you want to talk about it behind the scenes but you don't want to talk about it in the room with the person you talking about. You the devil, yeah. you the whole devil. Yeah. Wow. Y'all got that? Good. That's Good. the stuff that undermines leadership yeah. and undermines vision. It's that stuff. Yeah. Cowards. Yeah. I call them sissies. Yeah. Come on. Cowards in leadership that like talking a lot of stuff, but don't like talking when they have to talk in a room where there's accountability. All right, anyway, let's move on, because I'm getting mad thinking about this. (laughs) (laughs) Say leaders model growth. So your growth growth should be evident to everyone. Everyone should see that you are growing. Y'all got that? Everyone, you should not have to announce you're growing. Oh, come on. Everyone sees that you're dealing with things differently, that you're processing things maturely that it's easier to work with you, that you're stretching your capacity, that you're learning and that you're growing. Y'all got that? Now, as as sister said, changing is the proof of growth. Come on, tell us my change is the proof of growth. Now, back to what I said earlier, why is change so important, especially in the leadership context, right? If, say, if I don't change, I can't grow. If I don't grow, I can't bear fruit. If I don't bear fruit, God cannot be glorified. Jesus said, herein is my father glorified that you bear much fruit. So you see, that's why growth and obvious growth, it should be apparent to all. It should be indicative of leadership. Y'all got that? People should, especially senior leadership and those that are part of senior leadership, they ought to really see you at the cutting edge. They ought to see that you're increasing your knowledge, that you hear something, that you're expanding your vocabulary. Oh my God. Tell somebody, please learn more words. Well, it's true. Yeah. Think about a baby. Yeah. Right? Ba ba. Come on. All the way up to may I have. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's good. So a, a fundamental part of, of your growth becoming obvious to all is that your vocabulary is expanding as well. Learn some new words. Y'all got that? Yes, sir. Increase your knowledge base. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, that you're spend more time in your ministry to make sure you can articulate the things that you need to articulate more effectively. Oh right? Lose your, lose your capacity, your capacity for being easily moved, easily distracted, easily bothered. Yeah. That's how it makes uh, obvious to everyone that you are growing. Y'all got that? Alright. Another part of leadership, say I must be the example, be the example. without an excuse. Come on, say it again. I must be the example. Without an excuse. excuse. Alright, 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 12. This is Paul's admonition, the apostle's admonition to a young pastor. Here's what he says. Let no man despise thy youth. Look at somebody and tell him, what if I told you? What if I told you? You're teaching people how to treat you. You're teaching people how to treat you. Think about this word. Let is a word of what? Amen. Volition. It's, it's suggestive that my will is involved. If he says, let no one despise you, Mm. then that tells me I get to teach people how to treat me. Oh, my God. I'm so tired of people trying you, right? It's easy to try you. Oh, God. What if I told you they don't try everybody like they're trying you? Oh, hello, somebody. Somebody shout, let. Right? People are only doing what you let. What you allow them to do. Y'all got that? Your demeanor suggests you could be tried. Your attitude suggests you could be despised. Right? The way you deal with interpersonal relationships suggests you should not be respected. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. you talking to me, and then as soon as I walk away, you're talking about me. That suggests you can't be trusted. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, come on. These are the things, tell somebody, these are the things that matter. These it's not the stuff you do when you got the mic and you standing up front. Come on. It's the stuff you do behind the scenes in these meetings on Tuesday night, yeah. Wednesday night, yes. Thursday night. It's that stuff that matters. Y'all got that? Yes, say, I teach people how to treat me. I, I teach you. How to treat me. Y'all got that? Yeah. Respect is a derivative of certain behaviors. Yeah. Come on, oh, my God. Come on. I'm going to say that again. And raise your hand if you want to be respected by other people. Right? We all do, right? Yes, sir. Now, if I were to ask a hand how many of you are actually respected by other people? All people? Yeah, I guarantee you well, all hands would be hello. Right. Respect is a derivative of behavior. Come on. We we started talking about leadership is not about position, it's about a set of behaviors, right? right. Yes. So there's a certain kind of behavior people respect. Okay, so that's our question. What kind of behavior do people respect? Mm-hmm. That was a question. What kind of behavior do people respect? Consistency. Ask your neighbor. Are you consistent? Come on. Ask them. Do you have favorites? Do you have picks? Come on. All right. Are you consistent? What's another behavior people respect? I think we should have worded consistent, integral. Integrity. Yeah, because some people are consistent and there ain't no integrity. Exactly. Are are you a person of integrity? Y'all got that? What does integrity mean? It's like a ship. What does it mean for a ship to be a ship of integrity? Without hope. It's sound. Are you sound? Are you sound? Y'all got that? If I'm with you in a storm, are we going down? Are you buoyant? Come on. What? So what does it look like? What are some behaviors for which, come on. People respect. What are they Christian? Come on. You ain't saying nothing. What what behavior people respect? Pastor said said, punctuality. Punctuality. Why is that so important? Punctuality. Why is it so important? Respecting people's time. Respecting people's time. Right? What about now? We're talking about leadership. Why is it so important for the leader to be punctual? All right. Okay, because you are the standard of what how people are going to behave, right? But now I think about this, right? What does how you deal with your time tell me about how you feel about you? If you don't value time, you're showing me you don't value yourself. Hello? If you don't show me, time time is quantifiable, right? It is an It is a measurement of value. That's why they pay you $20 per hour, because they're telling you that's what you're worth. Y'all did not hear what I just told you. That's That's what they said. They're telling you that's what you're worth to them, right? So if a person's always late, right, it tells you they're dealing with a problem in their esteem, their estimation of themselves which means they should have been, yeah. the right yeah. <laughs> been dealing with their soul before they got into the role. Y'all better, y'all, y'all, y'all. They should have been dealing with their soul before they got into the role. It ain't about just being late. Yeah. Come on. It ain't about just, see, late is the fruit. Yeah, that's right. It's not the root. Yeah. There's a reason people are late, yeah. cause they don't value time, cause they don't value themselves, And that's why they'll be late to a meeting with you. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause they don't value you either. Yeah. Come on, somebody. You yeah, know, I have people late to a meeting, right? And and they come, I'm gone. Right. But is like he left. Like you, are thirty minutes late. Clearly, you didn't want my time. Right. Right. I had something else to do. Right. 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 Yeah. <laughs> right. 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 Reschedule. Yeah. Inconvenience yourself. Yeah. Right. Oh, hello, somebody. Right. All right, First Timothy four twelve. Let no man despise thy youth. Say, I treat. I teach people, I how, teach to people. how to people. treat I me. You Y'all got that? Yeah. I teach people how to treat me. Now, the text is gonna show you how you are intentionally right. or unintentionally teaching people. Everybody is currently a student of you. Right. Oh, yeah. Everybody's a student of you right now. Right. Question is, what are you teaching them? Ah, right. Right. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Man, this, this thing is serious. Yeah. Everybody is a student of you right now. The question is, what are you teaching them, right? But be thou an example, there it is again. There it is again. So, so whether I'm respected or despised is predicated upon my, what my example, what am I modeling? What am I portraying? What is my behavior telling you about me? Y'all got that? See how that is. All right. Then people want the result of your testimony. You don't get the result of my integrity. Oh, come on, tell your neighbor, well, you do not get the result of my integrity. Oh, if a pastor asks you, you do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but there's a whole lot. we talking 21 years of consistency. Right. Come on, sir. Come on. It ain't about that, because yeah. if so and so asks them, they do it too. Yeah. She's been just as consistent. Come on. And just as integral. Yeah. And here's something just nice. Yeah. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Hello. So, really, what people are responding to is your example. It doesn't matter who it is. People respond to a good example. Y'all got that. But when you don't wanna do the work to develop your soul, then you just complain about. You complain about what you notice in the difference in how you're treated. Instead of correcting your behavior, they get you treated the same way everywhere you go. Cause if you tell the truth, it's like this at work too. Oh, come on. on. But see, at the church, we think we can manipulate the church by making it as if the issues are with the church wow. when they are your issues everywhere you go. It's like this in your family with you, it's like this at work with you, wow. it's like this everywhere you go with you. Because wherever you go, there you are. Come on, say wherever you <laughs> say wherever you go, there you are. You have the same problem with your family members. They don't like you either. <laughs> your team keep changing because don't nobody want to work with you at work. Oh, come on. Right. This is true. Y'all know it's true. Because wherever you go, there you are. Yeah. That makes sense? Yeah. All right. So watch this now. So he said, be an example. Say, I'm supposed to be an example be without, an excuse. without, an excuse. without an excuse. Now, he says, in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity. Tell somebody, this is, the way. this is the way. You cannot be an example as a leader in all of these things and not be respected as a leader. You cannot be an example, come on, this is the key. It's impossible to follow this pattern of behavior and not reap the fruit of this behavior. Right. Y'all got that? Somebody shout, all behavior has fruit. All behavior has fruit. Y'all got that? You see that? Yeah. All behavior has fruit. Yeah. That's why I told our church on, on Sunday when I was talking about some of this, right? Like, you get no pity from me over what's going on with you. None whatsoever, because I know you're the cause of it. <laughs> Like people act like they had nothing right, to do right, with their result. Come on. As if your seed didn't create this harvest. Man, come on. Constantly. Right. Right. Y'all got that? Good. So watch the pattern, y'all, watch the pattern. He said, number one, he said, be an example without excuse, number one, in your speech. Yeah. Look somebody telling, every word you say matters. Every word you say matters. Now, remember that the next meeting you go to, Remember that the next Zoom call, remember that the next conference call, right. remember that the next time you're in one of these little corners with some little conversation, yeah. every single thing that comes out of your mouth matters to how you're gonna be treated. By heaven and by yeah. earth. <laughs> Hello somebody. Real. By God and men. Yeah. Who did Jesus grow in favor with and stature with? Oh, yeah. Come on somebody, who did Jesus grow in favor oh, yeah. and stature with? God and man. Tell us God and man matters. That's what it looks like to grow with God and man. Y'all got that? Number two, your conversation. That's not your speech. That's your lifestyle. That's a Greek word means lifestyle. So he said, be the example with your lifestyle. See that? Your lifestyle matters. I said a little bit earlier, you can't be in leadership and think you got a private life. That don't exist. Where you get that nonsense from? We are patterns of how people supposed to behave. Yeah. that make sense? Yes, sir. We are open books. Yeah. Y'all got that? Look somebody tell them I'm the reference manual. <laughs> yes! Yes! Unashamedly. I'm the I'm gonna be the red seat. you know why I'm saying this? Because you should be thinking more intentionally. You should be thinking about your influence as a matter of stewardship. Y'all got that? That's good. Yeah. That make sense? I'm gonna have me. I'm I'm it, and, he, and I can't use my role to just speak evil of people to other people. Right. Yeah, Y'all got that? You can't be doing that kind of stuff, cause you 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 know the more you sling mud, the, the more mud you sling, the more ga- ground you losing. Those who sling mud lose ground. You ever heard that? <laughs> All right. So number three, he says in charity. You know what he said? Your love walk. Right. I'm gonna ask somebody, how's your love walk? Now, I'm going to ask you, what does a love walk look like in interpersonal relationship? What does it look like in church context, interpersonal relationship? What does it look like? Long suffering. Right? Empathy. Come on. Compassion. What else? Gentleness. Oh, so you mean the fruit of the spirit, basically. (laughs) The essence. Think about it this way. The Bible says Jesus of Nazareth went about healing all manner of sickness and disease. Y'all ever read that? Google it, right? It's in there. But now here's the point. Everybody Jesus encountered, who was the encounter about? Them. Them. It was never about him. Tell your neighbor, that's what a love walk looks like. Every encounter is about the other person on the other end of experiencing you. Good. that's the goal selflessness every encounter you know I say this to people when I'm giving them hard instruction you know what I always ask them who benefits from this information right. how am I benefited by what I'm telling you right now so basically this will improve your life if you do it right. y'all got that that's right. I'm not it doesn't benefit me see that because one of the things you do as a leader is you make sure you're not doing anything for a personal benefit you're doing everything for the good of the other, the other. Somebody shout other. other. Doesn't matter who the other is. The other is who matters. Y'all got that? So your love walk and being intentional about your love walk and being exemplary in your love walk means that you are mindful to make sure that every encounter is about the well-being of the person who experiences you. Y'all, anybody got joy? Raise your hand if you got joy. Tell somebody, notify your face if you got joy. Notify Notify your face. If you got joy, shouldn't it show up? Smile at people. You know what I teach my leaders? Be glad to see people every time you see people. Hello, somebody. Be glad to see people. Every time you see people, you should be glad to see people. And if that's hard for you, you need deliverance. Because the Holy Ghost I got don't put clapping in my hands. He makes me nice to people. (laughs) Y'all got that? All right. Now, he says, also, be an example. Somebody shout, in spirit. spirit. No, I studied the word, the Greek word out here. And you know what it really means? The longer, expansive connotation of it. Listen to this. Life under the influence of the Holy Spirit. My God. In other words, people should see that your walk with God is legitimate. They should see that, oh my God, They should see that your attitude, the way you operate is clearly being motivated by the Holy Spirit. They should see that you're being influenced by the Spirit in your engagement of Him. My God, y'all got that? Now think about the connotations of of being like this. Can you be like this and not be respected? Not at all. Not at all. Why? Because if you just, we ain't even got through the whole list and hello, we ain't even got through the whole list and the partial list will make you exceptional. Right, <laughs> yep, that's right. People like, I ain't never met nobody like you. Right. right, you know, Jesus right, that by the closer you gonna come. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I ain't never met nobody. Oh, you mean a real Christian? Yeah. <laughs> Y'all got that? Right. All right, number five. He says in faith, right? That means in the exercise of your faith. Right. See that? Be an example when it comes time to exercise faith. Quit wimping out. Mm. Quit, being, quit being moved by what you feel and be motivated by what you believe. On, sir. Y'all got that? Yeah. People should see you go through trouble bravely. Yes. Oh, come on. Your life is not going to be accepted of trouble, but people should see you go through it bravely because you believe God. You're not whining about what you have. You're talking about what you're expecting God to do. Yeah. Right, right. Does that make sense? Right. And then also in your purity, mm-hmm. which means, say, I'm the example, I'm the example. of living purely. Of living Y'all got that? Yeah. My sexuality is not questionable. My integrity is not questionable. Motive should not be questionable. Right. Y'all got that? I'm not out here testing the borders of what he is seeing and what's not seeing. Yeah, yeah. Come, yeah. On, oh, cool. Come on somebody. Believers, y'all know they do it. Come on. Like technically. Yeah. You technically. And they walking on the edge of technically. Right. Right. Like <laughs> technically I ain't seeing. Right. Hello? Yeah. You close enough to it to have a conversation about sin, sure. Orange. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Does that make sense? Right. I should be the example without excuse. Yes. Y'all got that? Yes. Now you think about everything we just read here, right? You can't fake this. Yeah, that's real. You can't fake either. Either you're either this is your life or this is your game. Mm-hmm. But if it's your game, it can't be your life. Wow. Y'all got that? Wow. This is how serious leadership is. Real. It really tells me it really does take all this. Really really take all Number next, leadership requires a commitment to spiritual disciplines. Somebody shout commitment. A commitment. a commitment somebody get 1 Thessalonians 5.17 for us please and so when you get it just read it and uh, somebody get the next verse you see there 1 Timothy 4.13 and somebody get the next verse 2 Corinthians 11.27 y'all ain't finna to make me do all the work tonight alright a commitment this is what leaders need to model commitment to spiritual disciplines y'all got that who's got 1 Thessalonians Come, go ahead Jonathan right pray without what Now, so one of the disciplines that leaders should model commitment to is the commitment to pray without ceasing. Y'all got that? Yes, sir. What does it look like to pray without ceasing? Practically. Anybody? Mindfulness of prayer, right? Uh I'm praying in the car on the way here. I'm praying through these decisions I have to make. I'm, I'm up in the morning praying. I love getting up before the creatures start stirring. I mean, family wake up. I, I like to get up before everybody <laughs> so that I, I can hear God clearly and right. not be distracted by, you know, all these conversations. I, I really don't like hearing from people before I hear from God. Yeah. It's so aggravating to me. I'm telling you, I get bothered by right. it. Like, oh my God, you're talking to me before Jesus does. Right, right. Right? So, but now I so said now, so we should pray Without ceasing and prayer and having a prayerful life should be a regular part of our commitment in leadership. All right. Here's the next one. First Timothy 4:13. Who has it? First Timothy 4:13. Somebody else gets Second Corinthians 11:27. Uh huh. Till I come, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Now watch this now. So Paul says here, make it a habit to always be reading to always be exhorting, encouraging people with the word and to learning doctrine. Doctrine is of course our system of belief which should be framed by the word of God, right? So that means that leaders should be committed to the study of the word of God. Should not be the only time you study it when it's time for you to preach or teach your class. Mm. Hello, Mm. but it should be a sense of lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. Second Corinthians 1127, who's got that? Now, the principle I want to highlight there, say fasting often. Fasting often. You know, one of the things that I, I espouse from the very beginning of my walk with God, and probably because I had so much bondage and I needed a lot of deliverance, is fasting and prayer. Yeah, right? right? So Look like tell somebody both of them, both of them. Why? Because some things come not out but by fasting and prayer. For me, fasting is a part of a spiritual maintenance to cultivate sensitivity and connectedness to God. Yeah. So that's something leaders should do all the time. And I know we have corporate fasts that the pastor calls, yeah. but fasting should be a regular part of your life. Yes. Y'all got that? Because yes, it keeps you sensitive to God. It helps you to keep the flesh under. Yeah. Hello, Yeah. I need to get back where I was. Yeah. No, you need to figure out why you why you felt like going back to whatever you were delivered from. Y'all got that? Yes, sir. All right. Uh, John four twenty three. Somebody find that for me, please. John four twenty three, and uh somebody find 2 Timothy two twenty one. John four twenty three, and 2 Timothy two twenty one. All right. John, who has John four twenty three? Go ahead. But the hour cometh, and now is when the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship Him. Ask somebody. Are you a seeker of God? Are you a seeker of God? Now. Your best worship shouldn't happen when we get together on Sunday. Okay. Wow. Hello. That's good. I need to seek God. God and find yeah. God. Now you you holding us up trying to find God. Right. When if you found him all week long, it'd be yeah. easy to find him with us. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all got that? Yeah. We want to bring the spirit in. You should have brought the spirit with you. <laughs> come, on, come on. Seeking God and being a true worshiper, somebody who cares about the presence of God, tell somebody, that should be your lifestyle. That should be your lifestyle. That should be your whole lifestyle. Y'all got that? Yeah. We were made to worship him. He seeketh us to worship him in spirit and in truth. Right. Worship is the practice of the always awareness of God. Mm. Y'all got that? Yeah. Attentiveness and caring about the audience you have with this one true God. That's what worship looked like. Yes, Pastor. Question. So, um, for because I know a lot of our leaders here are very productive in their personal careers. Mm-hmm. How, do you, how do you suggest to leaders who are busy? Mm-hmm. Right to maintain this uh, this this lifestyle, this anchor and worship. How do, how do, how do you find that balance um, of prioritizing worship in that business? Okay. Now tomorrow night's lesson is about balance. Got it. Okay. So we are going to talk oh, about sure, balance sure. tomorrow night. All right, how to balance all this out? Sure. But I I will say this, right? And y'all got to act like y'all didn't hear this tomorrow night, right? right? <laughs> Your life ain't gonna hand you balance. You hand yourself balance in the management of your priorities. Mm. See, for me, I'm a very busy man. Okay, I manage a very large organization. I manage millions of dollars. I manage a whole lot of wheels. I got 55 employees and administrators over them, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I'm building a city right now. Right, right, right. But now, watch this. Now, I ain't so busy I can't get up and see God in the morning, morning. morning. early. Yes. No, I'm feeling it between leg day and getting up early. I'm feeling it right now. I I am listen. There's no excuse. I have to be hearing God. Sure, that's right. You realize the lives at stake if I'm not hearing God? Mm-hmm. Lives are hanging in the balance if I don't hear God. Yeah. Y'all got that? Yeah. So there's no. Think about it. We're more interested in a career right. than we are seeking God, wow. who gave us the career. Yeah. So right. That don't make sense to me. That's that's a, that's an absence of proper priority. Yeah. Y'all got that? Yes. See seek when first how first the kingdom of god and his righteousness in all things you see the things should be after the seeking right come on everything else should be after the seeking that's right so how do you manage that put god first put god at the top of your day get up early you got little kids get up early get up before they get up get before god i would rather lose sleep than lose sensitivity to the holy spirit y'all did not hear what i just said i would rather lose sleep than to lose my ability to hear God and be led by His Spirit. Mm. So we get up early and we see God and set the tone. I walk through my house and I set the tone for my environment. You understand that? I'm the priest of my home. So I walk through my house and I I loose angels and I cancel the assignments of the enemy and I I speak into the destiny of the people that are in my home and I call God on the promises that He made over my family. That's what I do. Does that make sense? I walk through my house. Ain't Ain't no spirit in my house ain't gonna be oh hello somebody everything about my house gonna stay blessed because that's what I do you understand that I host the presence of God tell somebody I host the presence of God in my actual life yeah y'all got that you know I have people say at church they're like oh I love the way you sing I'm like I'm not a singer at all I don't even know how to sing I'm the worst it's real to me yeah I don't know how to sing I, don't, I couldn't tell you what note I sing in. He probably could. I couldn't tell you. I don't know to this day what note I sing in. True story. I'm a true worshiper of God. This is an actual lifestyle for me. That makes sense? Sure. All right. And I also know when y'all ain't worship. I also know when y'all ain't been before God. Could you see that? Because all them songs ain't doing nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. All right. So so all right. So we'll talk more about balance tomorrow night. Anybody got 2 Timothy 2, 21? All right, come on, read it for me, Christian. 21 through 26. Mm-hmm. Say, I want to be an instrument. I want to be an instrument. For special purpose. For special purpose. Oh, isn't that so good? This is good. I want to be like God's favorite tool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But now notice the prerequisite, yeah. Yeah. gotta stay pure, Come on. gotta stay pure. Yeah. So that means that we have to practice, this is a commitment to spiritual discipline yeah. is that you practice a lifestyle of repentance. Mm. Not one day putting your head on the pillow, acting like you ain't know what you thought, what you did, yeah. confessing your sin, yeah. keeping it current with God. You should never have to get back to where you were in God. Right. By the time you get back there, it expired anyway. Right. <laughs> Trying to get on to the next thing you're supposed to be, you get back to what expired. Right. You're still behind. Right. <laughs> yeah. keep it current. That's right. Tell my keep it current. Keep it current. Keep, it current. keep in the current. Yes, sir. Keep in the current. Good. Oh, come on. Keep in the current, and you'll stay current. Does that make sense? That's good. I feel God. Yeah. That's good. Y'all, hear me? I feel God. That's I don't need to, but I do. Hey, my God, I that's feel God. That's good. But right. But, that's, but it's a lifestyle of being in his presence. Does yeah. that make sense? Yes, sir. All right. Proverbs 11.25, another prerequisite when it comes to leadership and leadership behavior. Setting the example in giving. Okay? How you handle your money as a leader matters as well. Right. Tell somebody, people watching how you give. People watching. Jesus watch how you give. Remember Jesus standing in the temple watching right. everybody giving? Right, 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 I love that verse. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hello? That's Jesus right. and us watching how you give. <laughs> Why? Because how you give is a measurement of your heart. Hello? Not, not necessarily your title. Yeah. How you give is a measurement of your heart. Because wherever a man's heart is, there's treasure will be also. Isn't that right? Make sense? You spend more money at a restaurant than you do on tithe. And mm. complain about tithe, but then complain about that expensive food at a restaurant. Mm. Hello, somebody. <laughs> Proverbs 11.25 says, A generous soul will prosper, yeah. and he who refreshes others will himself be refreshed. Yeah. Y'all got that? Yeah. Tell somebody if you stay generous, you'll stay prosperous. Mm. Well, come on, tell somebody if you stay generous, you'll stay prosperous. You stay prosperous. That's a rule that has kept me debt-free for 28 years. Debt-free without lack, no need, no lack. Y'all got that? Debt-free, 28 years of debt freedom. Yeah. December 31st, my ministry will be 22 years fiscally debt-free. Wow. Y'all got that? This year was the biggest budget we ever had. Yeah. Y'all got that? Yes, sir. But 28, 20, 22 years of debt-free ministry, right? Generosity. Yeah. Being a blessing to our neighborhood and the nations of the earth. Yeah. Y'all got that? Yeah. So we ought to see your example as a leader in tithing, in giving offerings. Here's something, in stretching and making the sacrifices when you see we're trying to expand the ministry to the next level. You ought to be the first one. I'm in. You know, this is a true story. When I when I was in my, my pastor's church, I only been a, a member of one church for nine years before it started manifestation. And my pastor would ask for something, doing something for the building or something like that, right? And I made up in my heart, it didn't matter what he asked, I was gonna give it. Hello? I, I was going to commit to it whether I had it or not. I'm telling you all the truth. I'm going to give it. I don't care what he said. I'm giving it. Right. True story. Wow. Right? I didn't have it when I committed to it. By the time it was needed, I had it. Wow. God will get it to the one that will give it. Oh. Come on, tell us, my God will get it to the one that will give it. Tell us my God will get it to the one who will give it. Get he it. gives seed yes. to the sower. That's the scripture, Jonathan. That's real. Isn't that right? Yeah. God will get seed to the one who will sow it. True story. I would commit and those numbers to me were big. I was 20 something. Yeah, yeah. So those numbers were big. I'm like, "I'm in." Right. Why? It just came out of his mouth. Right? right? God's got to get it to me. Right. Right. Oh, y'all read the book? Come on. When Moses made the announcement of what was needed, God got it to the people. Wow. Cool. Everything came out got out everything came out of his mouth. God got it to the people. Yeah. Everything, everything. Oh my God. Everything the vision of the man of God needed, God got it to the people. So the people could give it for the vision. That's how it works. If he can get it to you, he'll give it through you. If he can get it through you, he'll give it to you. That's how it works. That's a principle. Y'all got that? You know, I I have a need right now. It's a personal need, right? All right, something I'm believing God for, right? Let's put it that way. I was in a service the other day. I said again. I told my church this, right? I literally within myself, I said, whatever this man say, I'm going to give it that makes sense? Yeah. I don't care what he said. Whatever he says, I'm going to give it. Because it's attached to what I'm believing God for. Yeah. Oh, my God. Tell somebody, this is my moment. Listen to me. Oh. This is a true story. When when the man of God said $1,000, I said, I knew this was my moment. Wow. I said, I knew it was my moment. Yes, I'm giving that. Yes. So that, now I believe God. It's done. I got a seed in the ground. Yes, sir. So what I'm believing God for, somebody shout, yeah. it's already done. It's already done. Now, the point I'm making, I ain't going to fast and pray to see whether I'm going to give this all. Come on. We be playing with God's money, right? That's my, you be playing with God's money like it's yours. <laughs> <laughs> the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. The gold and silver is mine says the Lord. We be playing with God's money like it's ours. So I don't pray about offerings, I give them. Right. <laughs> Come on. Everybody wanna be prosperous, but don't want the route. Yeah, right. And then when they watch people live in prosperity, they get they got slick stuff to say. Yeah. Right. But they, they, everybody wanna be prosperous, but don't want the journey. They won't yeah. know how you get there. They right. don't want the way you, how you the, they don't want the how you get there. Y'all got that? That make sense? Sure. You know, in the last month or so, I had two millionaires calling me, asking me to be a part of what they were doing. Hmm. I ain't called them. Right. Money, find me. Come on. Y'all hear me? Come on. Money finds me. Come on. Oh, my God. Look, somebody tell me I'm generous. Yeah, I'm generous. See, I'm the man in Proverbs 11 25. It said, The generous soul shall prosper. Prosper. Yeah. Tell somebody, money finds me. Money finds me. Now, why? Because God can get it through me. He yeah. don't have a problem giving it to me. Yeah. Y'all see how that works? Tell somebody, you need to be the example of that. You need to be the example of that. People ought to see you, man. Jumping up. Yeah, Pastor, let's do it. Let's make it happen. We're going to stretch. We're going to sacrifice. We're going to make it happen in Jesus' name. Amen. All right? Number next. Assuming the posture of humility. This is my last slide. All right? If you are operating in leadership, tell somebody to assume the posture. Assume the posture. Now, a lot of people in leadership positions don't have a leadership posture. Hello. Yeah. Because leadership is not about I'm the chief executive or yeah. the over the. No, no, no. Show me what you're working with. Yeah. <laughs> Show me what you're working with. Yeah. Show. I ain't watching. I ain't. Hello. Yeah. I'm not watching your title. I'm watching your towel. Come on. Come yeah. on. Look at the position here of the posture of a leader, right? Assuming the posture of humility. Philippians two six through eight, and I'm done. And then any questions you have, we can. We can fill those for a few moments. Talking about Jesus, who being in the form of God. Somebody shout, he was God. He was God. He thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Watch this now. He wasn't trying to prove he was God, even though he was God. Hello? Yeah. If you're a leader, you don't have to try to prove you're a leader. Come on. <laughs> Come on. People will know you are a leader in your humility. Humility is always seen in your servitude. Yeah. Servitude is the posture of humility. Humility, Come on. humility is the posture of leadership. Good. Verse seven, but he made himself of no reputation. Isn't that something? Right. The one who has the greatest reputation made himself of none, right. yeah. okay? And took upon him the form of what? Served. A servant and was made in the likeness of man, being found in the fashion of man. What did he do? He humbled himself. He humbled himself. Don't pray God help me stay humble. Yeah. That ain't a prayer God's going to answer. Yeah. Yeah. You got to keep you humble. And how do you do that? On, Be great and go serve. Yes. Yeah. Preach a powerful message, then go clean the bathroom. Yeah. Come on. Oh, God. No. Yes. Come on, somebody. Good, share yeah. share the role with other people and don't make your assignment all about you. Yeah. yeah. Y'all got that? Yeah. Put other people before yourself. Find a way to meet needs that others would think is beneath them. Jesus came in the house washing feet. Hello, somebody. Jesus like, ain't nobody else in here washing feet. It's gotta be done, so let me go ahead and do it. And if you're gonna do what the leader does, don't be talking about, hey, we are all the leaders? I got to be the one in here washing feet. You ain't telling me, you ain't got to do all that. Come on, you ain't got to do all that. That ain't humility. That's arrogance you drawing attention to what you're doing now. Yeah. That's right. Let's so and so over the table, my side man operate. Right. Please stop all that foolishness. Yeah. It don't take all that to serve. Right. Just set the example. Yeah. Shut up and do it. Yeah. Just set the example. Right. You ain't got to be doing all that. Does that make sense? Being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself. He became obedient. Oh, oh, oh. That's a bad word in church these days. <laughs> You pastor millennials to using words like obedience? Right. <laughs> they <they're> fight words. <laughs> Taking away my freedom. No, this is your freedom. Yeah. Obedience is where the freedom is found. Y'all got that? The posture of humility is servitude. If you are truly humble, you will be seen serving, and not need to be seen as you serve. Come on. That's what it looks like y'all got that so listen i'm done with what i wanted to share tonight this is part one of two-part series tomorrow night is online but any questions anybody have any questions before we wrap up tonight any questions any comments anything that could add value to this group tonight anything at all i was gonna ask this